Hello and welcome to the podcast. This is Shannon, your beer mistress. The professor. And today we are joined once again by Mr. Chris. Hello. Welcome to the Microbrew Review, everyone. This is episode 126. And uh, Chris, it's been a while. It has been. Uh, for both the podcasting and our friendship. Yes. So I decided that we should... I up- see him all the time. It's great. We should up the ante a little bit. Uh, and we're kind of going my version of over the top. So it sounds good. Want to talk a little bit about the beers we've got on sure. store today? Uh, on store gonna, is a thing that happens. Uh, yes, we're going to start things off with a victory beer. Uh, this is not their new moving parts. This is um, their new Hoppy Quad, which is, I've only just looked at the ABV. Uh-huh. <laughs> well, that sounds excellent. Extremely <laughs> potent. This might I'll have the big glass, please. I'd like, I'd like a big glass, too. Can I have beers we've ever had on here? Really? Really? 13%. Oh, yeah. Oh, so I had big. this last week as part of a victory beer pairing dinner, and uh, I was sitting with the VP at the time, and he goes, you just wait. It's so smooth, you'll never guess. Um, and I was delighted to see that they actually use a whole lot of Thank our you. glassware, like the same stuff that Ian and I use when we're out doing beer pairing dinners. They used uh, throughout the evening at their beer dinner. Uh, thank you. Even like the little, the mini stout glasses, if I say that, you know what I mean? Which I sometimes think aren't nearly as elegant as some of our others, but nope, they came right on out. It was great. Do you mean like the brandy snifters? Uh, well, no, I think they're elegant. Uh, but the little um, little milk, like milk uh, glasses. Yeah. They're like the baby pint glasses. Yeah. 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 All right, so this is a double IPA made with oh. four kinds of hops, which is mm. why it's called Quad. <laughs> yes, it's called the Hoppy Quad. It's a Belgian-style quadruple with Cascade, Chinook, Citra, and Mosaic. So I thought three out of four is not bad when it comes to the sea hops. Yes, lots of seas and then Mosaic, which I think actually does tend to be a little bit, um, I think it's like a new hybrid hop, actually. And I thought it was interesting. So I was at TJ's every day yesterday for lunch. and uh, You were at TJ's every day yesterday? I was. And the day before, actually. How many, how, many, how many days is that exactly? She goes there every day yesterday. Is that like yesterday, yesterday, yesterday? That'd be three days ago? There aren't a lot of good places <laughs> well, to eat was around back me. Well, yesterday Future Day. So maybe she got like, stuck in a, a time warp. Could be. Could be. Viable. What about viable? Viable what? The stuck in a time warp. Is viable? It could be viable. She's, as, she's as an excuse for day. why you wound up in TJ's? Every day. Every day. Okay. <laughs> TJ's every it's day, like, every day. It's like Groundhog Day. If you put an, like a squared above the every day, yeah. then it's every day. Um, but they had the grapefruit sculpin on. Yum. And I made some comments to the bartender. Her name was Justina. She was upset with me when I wouldn't give her my name, which it was an accident. It was awkward. That was rude. I was trying to be friendly and say to my friend that I was going to pay for his dinner. She goes, can I get your names to put on your tabs? And I was like, nope, you only need one. And she goes, yeah, well, I'm Justino. What's your name? (laughs) I was like, sorry, I didn't mean to be mean. (laughs) Um, But she said she doesn't like the grapefruit sculpin because it's grapefruity and she thinks every IPA tastes like grapefruit. And I was like, that's not necessarily true. Okay, It depends on the hops that are in it. It's true, but my my lovely wife has exactly the same problem with IPAs is I think it's what I the like palette. the most about IPAs. Right. I love that citrus. Oh, it's luscious. I know. Yeah. That's really juicy. This one's interesting. I find it's actually sweeter than it is citrusy, despite the three citra hops that are in it. Right. Citrus hops. Now, you, okay. I'm not sure I would have gotten that, but sure. 
It is. It's sweet. It's it is luscious. Sweet. It like it made my mouth water a little bit, which is not what I expect like a very from round, a high ABV. Yeah, I was gonna. Feel. I was gonna say it's got a lot of umami to it. It's it's a very fat for a. What do you think for a victory beer? Very different for them, huh? That's a loaded question, query. Well, just because you've been talking recently <clears throat> about how you feel about they get so close. I think Victory has done a phenomenal job in the past, I'll say, I don't know, two or three years in really upping their beer game instead of resting on their laurels. Uh, they nixed some of their more popular brands, or not some of their less popular brands, really, and created new ones like the Dirt Wolf. And then they had that summer sessional IPA that came out. I forget what it was called, like Farm Fresh or something. I had their Moon Glow, which is like an Oktoberfest style or a Bach beer. I loved it. I was like, I don't even like this style. And I thought it was really good. Uh, the Moving Parts, I think, is very... It, I've had three of the five, I think, that are out. And they're all very drinkable. And I think even if one didn't work and I hated it, I still love the concept that's behind it. Right. So I think that's very good. So, wait, let me... So you're talking about the concept. I was out at an establishment. I'm not sure I'm allowed to say sure. that. Oh, the, the Beer Stube down yeah. oh. in, As long as you had, don't make me spell it, you can say it. Well, you know. Uh, and and uh, they had the Dirt Wolf. Mm-hmm. And I said, Dirt Wolf? What? I, I, I don't even know what a Dirt Wolf is. Now, so I didn't, I didn't have it. Because I wasn't sure what the concept was. Do you, it's do you, a double and you're talking it's a double IPA. Uh, I okay. find that it's a little earthy. That's is the it? Best okay. excuse I can give for the name. I don't know. I'm gonna guess a little smutty, maybe. <laughs> um, it's got that. I I like it because I think it has those citrus notes that I look for in an IPA very handily. Uh, okay. The ABV is drinkable. I think it's eight, um, so it's not like an outrageous double IPA, and. It's just a far cry above the Victory Hop Devil, which I think is very boring. Well, now I'm angry that I didn't have it, because it sounds like it's, it was... It's easy to find, though, around oh, here, okay. anyway. Well, when it first came out, it was almost impossible to find. Yeah. I think okay. they were overwhelmed by the popularity and the uh, receptiveness, or how people received the beer when it first came out, and so they just hadn't made nearly enough. Um, which is kind of cool because it's an IPA, so you don't want them making you know warehouses yeah. full of it and shipping it out six months old. Yeah. So, I that like being it. said, I, this is also super hoppy and oh yeah, but quite, lovely. Quite I nice. actually might like the Dirt Wolf a little better. Yeah. Because well, it's also with but the IPA is your style. This is a quad. yeah. This has the Belgian quadiness to it. Right, but without the. I'm not picking up any of that raisiny or like no, stone not at all. Mist. Nor does it have that no. the color that normally goes along with the quad, which tends to be more of the darker port kind it's of. Definitely got the ale, the rich ale color to it, but it's not. I mean, it's not even orange; it's yellow. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. it's got that. Oh yeah, hay, of course. Straw. Yeah. Look at us talk about beer on the podcast. I wouldn't. I, w- I wouldn't characterize it as actively green. <laughs> but it is, it's, it's gold. It's not orange. There you it's go. Nice. So that was my only disappointment with going to the beer pairing dinner, and I wish Ian could have made it. I um, wish I could have too. Cousin Max was, you know, getting married like you do after for 12 years of dating the same girl. Or <laughs> Well, good for him for finally making an honest woman of her. That's, um, uh, well, I know it was the rehearsal no dinner. woman. Yeah. <laughs> Which is why he loves her so much. And I'm sure that's why it works. That's right. Um... After the dinner, I asked the head chef how they come up with it. Because it's something Ian and I discuss a lot. You know, do you 
pick the beers that you want to feature and then create the foods that go along with it from talking to, uh, I was sitting with the VP of operations and the um, head chef for the new Parksburg location. So he had started at Downingtown. He's been working there for like six years and he was promoted and he's going to flagship the new Parksburg location. He got like full say on the menu and everything else. So I was sitting with them. It's exciting. Um, so it's not like Iron Hill where all the concepts are the same? Correct. Each restaurant has its own menu and its own idea. Oh, nice. And it wants to feature the local and also appeal to the locals. Same executive chef or no? No. Oh, nice. So everyone has their own executive chef. Correct. Nice. Just basically the chef. Pretty much the chef, but they have a lot of autonomy. Yeah. That's excellent. So I was sitting with them and as each course would come out, um, and we had the whole menu before we started, you know, we would discuss and this the only bummer about this is that i thought i had a night off i thought i was just going to eat and drink for the night but no you know but we would no. discuss come the on. plating come on we would discuss the colors <laughs> there's the way food and he, there's beer involved how is it going to be a night off never going to be a night off uh we would discuss the way that he presented it what he chose to say about it and then we would taste it and i felt grilled because the vp would look at me and he's like and what would you do differently uh <laughs> do you think this works do you um well, and overall, you I think, are the beer mistress. I mean, come on. I guess, yeah. but I mean, I do beer for a living, but they, 33 states, do beer for a living. You know, yeah. I think that it's a, it's a whole different body. But they don't necessarily do food for a living. True. Which I think is... Three restaurants in 33 states does not. Right, and like does their not first a, restaurant is like, hey, we have soft pretzels, and they're very good soft pretzels. We've got burgers. But oh, that's no, not... I yeah, exactly. They used to have thrice <laughs> fries, which were kind of amazing. Rice fries? Really? Thrice. So it was French fries, sweet potato fries, and then leeks, I think. It was something completely random, but the okay. way that they cut them, oh, my God, they were so good. Rich Lee is still mourning the thrice fries. You should bring them back. They should. You okay. should have a word with their guy. Um, I, think, I think maybe you just did with the... Wow. That's true. You know, hashtag, kind of a, victory. <laughs> yeah, hashtag victory. Uh, so what I felt like was missing, and I, overall, I would give the menu like a solid B plus on the night. I even made the comment he put a, a short rib on there and i told you before i love short ribs but i'm tired of them they're overdone to me at this point it was the best short rib i've had in a year and a half easily and better that's saying something because hmm? better than your own um oh no i'm sorry i'm lying pork belly okay oh right not Re- short ribs rewind. but pork belly. I, no i love short ribs actually i'm not tired of short ribs rewind pork belly oh. uh, it was the best pork belly i've had in a year and a half Really? Um, okay, so I know belly. a place. I know a place with excellent pork belly. Which place? Aldine. Oh. Um, I know a lot of places. I like pork belly. I'm just tired of pork English belly. pub across from Tria. Oh, you're oh. thinking of uh, Dandelion? Dandelion. Dandelion. Yeah. They have an excellent pork belly, too. Yeah? Well, so I was trying to give the guy a compliment, like a whole, guys. You know, taste I, around the city for pork belly. I was just trying to, like, it really, he did an awesome, awesome job. But you're tired of pork belly now. In general, okay. I, until I she had that bite, and then and then forget the bite. I cleared my plate. No. Invigorated I her pork belly. Licked it. it Inhale the pork fantastic. belly. Okay. What they missed to the boat on, and interestingly, what I couldn't get them to commit to was how they chose the beer pairings. So he said, "I got to make the menu." He said, "I, you know, I looked at the date, middle of October. I know what's going to be in season because they have to start selling it two months out. Sure, it's they expensive, know. and they That's have a lot of seats to fill. But I said, okay, but." Do you bring in a Cicerone? Do you have someone who's like a brewer or has a great palate that looks at your menu and pairs it all up? And he just shrugged and was like, no, they just have the beer they know they want to feature because it was all the seasonal stuff. Right. So they just picked like six of their seasonal beers and paired them willy-nilly. It didn't 
do anything. Like for the concept that we talk about when we go out and we're yeah. trying to, you know, you want to pair them. The you want to actually pair them. Is, it brings your palate to a whole new level. Yeah. And that just, I Did had any some of them work accidentally? Like just by dessert. chance? We had Storm King on Nitro. That you know, it went with dessert count. very well. But I was just like, these were actually, I, I was disappointed in none of the beers, which, you know, I've had all the victory stuff several times over. So the fact that they really brought, they brought the hop quad, they brought the moon glow, they brought some stuff that really was stellar. Did I have the moon glow at Sidebar? If you did, I wasn't there for it. You ordered it for me. Oh, then no. Okay. I wouldn't have ordered you a victory. I, I mean, think you did. almost ordered me a victory. Yeah. Because I was running late, and so you ordered the food, and you had a beer waiting for me. Correct. And the Moon Glow was on the menu, and I but remember I would, we talked Now that I've it. had it, I would order it for you. Okay. Um, now that I know how good it is, I would order it for you. Um, and the beer was or, like the beer was stellar, and the menu was solid, but the two together was like, oh, you missed the concept of a beer pairing. Well, a pairing. Which is not uncommon, I find. And again, that's always been my big difficulty with when you have these beer dinners. It's always this brewery wants to do a beer dinner. And so either they're donating the beer or they have the idea or maybe they're paying for the food. I don't know what it is. But like Kildare's does it. Uh, And actually, the last menu I saw, they did a number of different breweries and did a beer dinner. I heard that they've gotten away from the one brewery dinner because they saw how limiting it was. It might have taken them seven years, but they figured it out. Well, Well, like unless they're paying for everything... You know, which even I would be hard-pressed to be like, no, we couldn't possibly do that for my moral reason. You're going to pay for everything? <laughs> well, okay, we can, we can make something work. Uh, <laughs> somehow. Well, but I could take five or six Ballast Point beers and just take Kildare's normal menu. It doesn't have to be fancy. Right. Uh, if you do it right. Yeah. yeah. Or you could take, I mean, they have... 15 taps there at least probably more than that and like you could just take what's on tap and be like great this goes with this this goes with this which i think some bars do it like i think tj's does it where they have we suggest you drink this beer with that yes yeah you have to know a lot you have to have your people know a lot about the beer that's on tap well it's just on the menu it's like written in there yeah but that's Um, like you're having buffalo mac and cheese then we think you should pair it with which I've never actually done the pairing because a lot of the time I feel like the beers that they're suggesting are so basic where it's like, you should have the Dortmunder Gold with this. And I was like, eh, I'd rather not have the Dortmunder Gold. Ever. It's too obvious. Well, thank you. <laughs> thank I'm you very much. I have this crazy IPA that is being featured because you never have it. And, or, you know, but do you, think that's, do you think that's because people don't think that you should be able to pair beer with food? And so they want to go with some more... I think part of it is that they print their menu once, and they if they put really ridiculous beer in there, then it's not so going to be... Well, also really ridiculous beer. Well, I was thinking about true. this with Tria. goes they out fast. Two, they tapped four Hill Farmstead beers on Tuesday. I was there this afternoon. They had and two of them left, on. and they were both oh. like the ones you would expect, like an October one and something else, maybe a black IPA. I have to tell you about this. The TJ's, uh, I had... It's called 24 Carat Golden Ale, but it's carrot with a C-A-R-R-O-T. <laughs> um, and it's made with carrots and raisins. And I forget what the third thing is. And I knew how pissed Eggs. Ian would be. Uh, it's a Stone. It's a collaboration by Stone, uh, Julie Goldenberg, and Monkey Paw. It was awesome. 
It only got an 85 on Beer Advocate, but it's also kind of funky and weird. Okay. It smells like potpourri, but not really? like bathroom potpourri. Like actually... <laughs> that doesn't sound good in the description herbal, for beer. <laughs> herbaceous, like satisfying. It tasted so Earthy, good. not sweet. Correct. Not like it wasn't 40. rose hips and... No, yeah. Uh, it still had a, a lighter, it was, you know, maybe more amber. Okay. But it definitely wasn't oh, like quad dark or anything like that. Um and they are trying to kick the keg, so it's only $4 a glass right now. And that's TJ's. where, sorry? TJ's every day. Okay. But Did I we mean, ever talk TJ's about the, uh, the Stock Exchange bar? I think it's called the Stock Exchange in New York. I remember you talking about it, but I think it's been a while. If you want to... They, like... Their beer prices fluctuate depending on demand. Nice. So they there have, you go. like, a As whole, it should it's be. It's like a sticker tape. As it should like a be. a tape thing up on the board, <laughs> which just shows all the beers, and, like, whatever's pouring, like, it just starts going up and up and up. And then as one thing goes up, other stuff has to go down. Right. So it's never like everything is going to be, you know, $20 for a pour. Because as it goes up, other stuff is going to get cheaper, which well, means that people are going to... I'd be like, give me so four ver- But how variable is it? Up. I mean, it's got to be all within. I mean, they can't... The last, the last beer out of a keg can't be $1,000. It's got to be... Well, it depends on what beer it is, uh, right? Yeah. If it's well, a farmstead, he'd Oh, so they're figuring it. in somehow their, their ability to get more of it? Is that the... Uh... No, I just mean, like, if... I don't know how they figure it out. I don't know. The, I don't know I'd love to know. I'd use. love to know what the metric is. But that's that's the nerd in me right there. I want to know. I want to know the math they're using behind it. Wait, wait. I have I have two stories that I saved up just to just to tell you guys. Awesome. We're ready. So so are our listeners. So well, there you go. That's that's. First of all, uh, I think we've talked about this before. I'm I'm on the faculty at Drexel, so I got in the got in the elevator uh, today, and. Which is only funny because you walk to work, but then you get there and you take the elevator. Well, the building has an elevator. Actually, it wasn't even the building that I'm in where the elevator is broken because I'm going to be in great shape by the time that <laughs> elevator gets fixed. It's very Big Bang Theory of you. It is, kind of. Elevator. Anyway, uh, I had to go to a meeting in another building and the elevator was working in that building. And I got in the elevator and there was a sign and I was like, oh my God, I've, I've got to get you guys and, and my wife and like everybody I know to sign up for this. It was a taste... A palate calibration study. What? For beer. Specifically for beer. <laughs> yes. It was pay? it was Tell it, me it pays. Uh, that's just it. No, it doesn't, sadly. Huh. And two things. You have to well not two things. Well, of course you have to be of age, but you also have to have a Drexel ID. You either have to have a Drexel student ID or Drexel faculty can ID. Can you just forge us some IDs, no, please? No, no, I can't, actually. I have After one. After we hang up, can I, you forge us no, some IDs? No, no, no. I have one, and mine has a picture on it, so it's not going to work but for you. But at least one of us has a beard. He could just be you. Well, that's true. Put on the glasses, Ian. It's true. But so it has something to do, and I don't understand, because the, the blurb was very short, and I really wanted more. It has something to do with, it's like the, the med school or something is actually... Doing a study on how well calibrated people's uh, noses and sense of smell and sense of taste are. I want are. to know why women don't like hops. Go. And they're and they're and they're specifically ha- and it's specifically about beer. And I was like, this is brilliant. And I was I was actually going to take a picture of it. I was going to stop and take a picture of it so that I could tell you all the details. On the way here, but then I was running late. I guess it only matters if any of our listeners are Drexel. Yeah, but if you're Drexel students or Drexel faculty, you should definitely sign up. Sign for up, this thing, tell us right? about it. Chris, also do this and tell us yeah. about it, please. Well, yeah, there you go. But then I'd have to go by myself, and my wa- lovely wife Can would we, like, not go. Can we sit and... with you? Can we well, hold your so. hand while you, you calibrate? I don't your think pal? so. <laughs> I don't 
don't think so. with you? I don't think so. I don't think it works like that. I don't know. Anyway, I have no idea. But I was like so excited about this because you know the science and the calibrating and uh, you know that just completely appeals to the nerd in me. And then you know the beer. I was like, hey, Did you, you can't tell go. us about this beer because I haven't managed oh, to have a. Sip I always yet. wanted to do either a sleep study or I guess it's kind of twofold. Um, they always say like driving oh. tired is worse than driving drunk. Yes. Uh, and they do like courses and stuff. And then they also say like, you know, people are less functioning on less sleep, which I believe is true. But I also believe that I, and I'm sure everybody thinks this, but I believe that my tired capable scale is better than most people's tired capable well, scale. Well, okay, but wait, there are, this is a true fact, right? There are people who function, who are happy and function fine on less sleep than other people. Right. I also, you know, I slept perhaps, like 11 hours the other day. Perhaps inappropriately. Last night I slept grumpy. five. I'm exhausted right now, but I'm having a great time. I'm fully engaged. I'm comprehending everything that's happening around me. What I have found to be my, and this just speaks to the extrovert in me, I suppose, is that the happier I am, the less sleep that I need. And so it's when, like, when huh. it's winter and it's dark. Well, it's because you get recharged through through people. Extrovert. Sure. Things. Sure. But even you know, if I am working, but I'm doing work that I love and I really believe okay. in. It's even like if I am doing a job that I'm happy in, but happens is because I did, for example, uh, I ran a Relay for Life event once. It was the Relay for Life of Lancaster, which was the third largest in the U.S. It makes over a million dollars a year. Like, it's a pretty serious event. It's 24 hours once it gets going, but then you have to spend, you know, like eight hours setting up beforehand and three hours making crap money, working nonprofit, didn't sleep for days, but I was so happy that I didn't notice or care. Uh, but then there's times like in the thick of winter when it's sleeting outside and I don't want to go walk my dog because it's cold or, you know, you get that call. It's like work but, still but, says you have to but, come in. But do you Th- know? Then I want to sleep for 12 hours at a time because I'm just like grumpy. So, So do you know how much you're actually sleeping? I mean, you ever track it? No. That's See, I have this silly I little, guess. I have this silly little do they up work? band. And I, it, no, well, that's they, why I stopped using mine. Oh, well, there you go. So that's well. You also have like the weird knockoff. It's called a tushy, Ian. Just exactly. saying. Just because it's a knockoff. <laughs> you have to push the button as you're falling asleep. Oh, see, I used to have to do that with mine, and now I don't have to, and it it's worse. Did they just like update? It's the... yeah, they updated the firmware on it. It's uh... it's much worse now. Um, but it it yeah they. It's but, a stupid concept to be like push this when you're falling asleep. It really is dumb. Because I'll, like, I'll go to bed and lay there watching or reading or something and I'll click it and then it'll end up telling me, it'll end up telling me that I you know, was actually awake for two hours before I fell asleep. And I'm like, no, I mean, we knew that was going to happen. Right. It wasn't that I was laying there not sleeping. It was, oh, it's bedtime. Yeah, so you would think it would get smarter about doing that, but generally they don't. And Do you that's want to talk the... about beer stuff? I'm sorry. This is a very unique okay. beer and I keep running over it, talking about how I don't sleep at night. Um, I mean, I can talk about the beer stuff. We have an adroit theory special here. Woot, woot. This is lovely. Let I'm me not, just say this, this about that. This is how you know how much we like you. That's what's <laughs> happening right now. Wow. I'm not quite sure is it, when we picked this what's up. What's the... Well, it's a Black Heart Society release, isn't it? So they mailed us one of these, yeah. Yes. This, yes, this is one of the Black Heart Society beers that we were sadly no longer members of. Someday, Ian. When I, I don't know. have a day job and we can just this keep is, driving. This is Virginia. bottle 733 of only 1,200, which I think is very cool. 
So can I just interrupt for just a minute and say I'm doing this phenomenally weird and kind of, if anybody else could see what I'm doing right now, they would be really offended because I'm like putting my nose in the glass and then pulling it away and just sniffing my beer like I'm smells real good. Like I'm it? snorting my beer or something, which I'm I not don't know doing, why any but... self-respecting beer lover would be offended by that. Well, they wouldn't, but other people, like if I was sitting at a bar, they'd think I'd gone, you know, I don't know what, but wow, amazingly. It's well, every time I so sip unique. a beer, what is that? What is that smell? There's there's a there's a thing. There's a something that I never smell in beer. That's right in the middle of that. I smell a golden raisin, and I'm afraid he'll throw. I smell, no, no, there's raisin in there. Yeah, there is, but that's not what I'm smelling. It's like a sweet brown sugar raisin, though. The brown sugar. Brown sugar? No, no but I mean, I, I, <laughs> in a way, I never get the color get with makes beer. sense for that, and the, so tell us about this beer. Yes, I'm sorry because it's so I unique. I interrupted. That's okay. Uh, this is a very unique beer. Uh, they simply describe it as an old ale brewed with Syrah grape must. Ah. Ah. Must. Okay. How does one brew it? And ironically, must? they uh, suggest that you drink this while eating braised short ribs. <laughs> really? Um, really? No. Oh, I can see it for sure. I could see it, but I wouldn't do it. I, this is a dessert beer. This is a, mm, for me. It's sweet, though. I would totally oh. do this with a good, rich red meat, especially with oh, the yeah, texture you could, of a yes. short rib. Yeah. But, in, they also... I kind of want blue cheese with it, though. Yes. They, they said yes, goat that's Gouda, what I'm thinking. Actually. Okay. Yeah? yeah? I'm not going to put blue cheese with my ribs. Well, I guess I no, could, but... but... No, but you could just... It's with, with the, the cheese. The, with the cheese plate, right? Yeah. I'm having the cheese plate. We have after. a little right there. Do you want to try We do? Yeah. No, no. We I, do like a three. That'd be interesting. We should do these pairings. They yeah. do. So one of the cool things about Adroit Theory, I know we've had them probably six times on here by now, uh, but they do always do a suggested pairings on the side, which we love being. The and the temperature, rogue. which I also love. Yes. Which is also why which I chose is important. these later. Um, but it's, they do a food, a cheese, a cigar, and a temperature. What's the cigar? It's the uh, Fratello Boxer Torpedo. Yeah, I think had. they're just they're just choosing something weird, so people. But don't. we've sat with I'm them sure it's and good. had cigars cigar before. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm not sure how they come up with their pairings necessarily. That's um, not something that I pretend to. Know. I like cigars, but I don't pretend to know enough about them to ever be able to pair. But them. But I think it would be very interesting to do like a cheese course and drink this, and then have dinner and. You know, continue to drink have this and then food. have yeah. dessert afterwards and like smoke a cigar. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. But I, I, I will say, you know, I, I smell this and I'm like, I want to have some blue cheese. Yeah. I, I want to have blue cheese with this. I this think is... partially because it's a fatty cheese. It is. And like it short is. ribs pull apart so nicely because they've got that texture that really beautiful. Yeah. Maybe it's that I just don't like short ribs that much. Maybe that's my problem with the what? short ribs. But you, like short... but you like well, pork belly. <laughs> I do. I love pork belly. You know. Oh, wait. So I had the second thing. Yes, The please. second thing. Now that we're talking about beer again, you can then go back. We're talking about beer again. Um, so my wife and I did this, uh, the, the bike and bruise. The pictures yes. were awesome. <laughs> so, so we went on the, the Philadelphia bike and bruise thing. And don't get me wrong. I love bicycling. I love bicycling around Philadelphia. And I want to be on the show if I don't love beer. I mean... This seems like a wildly bad idea to pair the two of them for I me. I met so many bikers who love craft beer, though. It's I know, really but the problem big. is you should get a bus. And That's then, true. So I but used to live... I the, used bi- to, the buses in Philadelphia have bike racks, so... They do, but they only hold two bikes. Anyway, the... Not so exactly tour-worthy. We used to do... When I, when I lived in, in Minneapolis, Minneapolis used to have this brew pub tour. And you got... And they had buses, and they went from one to the other to the other. And... You know, it was brilliant because you could have a full pint of every beer you had at every, you know, they, 
I had a beer at every stop. I had my little appropriate, you know, kind of little taster beer at each stop. And they were all lovely beers. I'm not saying there was anything wrong with the beers. By the seventh, you didn't know the difference. It's cool. Well, we, there weren't seven stops and there weren't Aww. seven beers. Oh, so, Minneapolis you know, is so cute. In Min- no, no, in Minneapolis. Minneapolis. Oh, oh, no, no, oh, no, no. Right. The, the cardinal rule in Minneapolis, if you wanted to survive the beer tour, you do not buy extra beer. You I have, you saying that you have the ones you're have. given, you drink the ones you're given. If you are silly enough to have another one, you will not make it through the beer tour. That's like us it's on not a gonna, pub crawl, right, Ian? You know. Oh, yeah, we've got very good at pub crawls. They but, are something that you need to be professional about. You need to be a little more. But, but I don't think you should have to be professional uh, because you're biking from one place to another. I think because your transport well, is set up that way. Beer companies that do it. Uh, I know in wine country, like they do Sonoma, it there too. And I think that's. Yeah. And I think it's my a bad idea. Dear friend Matt went on a tour in Italy yeah. uh, to some wineries. And he, being a you know, fit, capable man, signed yeah. up for like, the harder version. <laughs> and he was like, it was one of the worst things I've ever done. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, because going out there, I was fine, but it was tiring. And then, like, I got to these places, and they're like, here's some cheese and crackers and a lot of wine. And now bike home. And, he and then <laughs> biking home. And bike downhill yeah, that, home. That man yeah. has tolerance. Like, he's one of the few people that I can go toe-to-toe with and, like... Every time I try to go toe-to-toe with him, I, re- I regret but it the also, next morning. But he's also, on the idea. bike ride home, he's like going down these switchbacks, basically. Oh, like, you don't I could just oh, fall God. off the edge of a mountain And right just now. be dead. And, that's, and he's yeah. like, I probably wouldn't care because I'm so drunk, but part of me doesn't want to die right now. <laughs> yeah, there's a small part of me that still thinks there might be more wine to drink somewhere I, or beer I've to drink. I've only ever yeah. ridden a bike once while I was drunk, and it was on like a college campus. So I did it, was it very once, res- and I was there so was drunk. There's not a good plan. And doing it through the middle of downtown Philadelphia, not a good idea. So, God bless my wife. I love her. To just, she's a, she's to, a pro biker, too. She is. She she's a pro stuff. biker. Wow, halfway through the tour, halfway through the tour, she says, maybe we wouldn't stay with the group. I was like, what? She said, well, you know, we could just go to the next stop because we've already finished our beer here. Right. I was like, I love you. I don't, didn't realize how much until just this moment. <laughs> <laughs> and we got it's on the road. It's a simple way. Right? You know, it's the simple things. And we got on the road and we biked. And I believe this is the secret to actually doing, and I'm we sure the Bike and Bruise early. people will be very angry about my suggestion. But I believe this, the, the secret best way to do this is you go, you sign up, and then you don't kind of go with the group. Because there's always a bunch of beer aficionados at every stop you're at. You can talk and make friends about beer, which is what you want. But it's like hazardous riding around the city with a bunch of loud, drunk people on bicycles. The upside is, if you're with 20 people, the percentage that you're the one that gets hit is probably low. It's not 20 people. We're talking, well, and so the odds are even better and for your argument. But it's like 500. It's a, Holy it's crap. a huge, oh, huge bunch of people. Oh, is that many? No. Well, not, in one, not in one group. In each group, I think they have, well, maybe 100. I don't know. But it, That's the it's only... still a long, it's a bunch of, there's a, quite the stretched out. I don't want to say bright side. I want a redeeming factor that I have found in, in going on pub crawls and groups. Yeah. There's a lot of things about it that I just shake my head at. Huh. We should uh, go on more. But I like that when you're in a large group, when you are the kid at the bar who's ordering water, they don't care as much. You know, it's That's like true. They're selling it to everyone around you. That's true. Sometimes I'll even throw them a buck or two because it's not like you didn't do your job and right. I didn't, I appreciate right. what you're doing. It's right. just that right now I needed water. I will, 
also, I have to drive home eventually. Give me a moment. Here's the thing, being in the industry now, okay. that's very frustrating, is the people that want water are always like the most eager to stop you from working and making money to order a glass of water. <laughs> it's like they stand so expectantly at the end of the bar and they catch your eye every chance you get. And so you're like, hey, what can I get for you? I just need a water. <laughs> oh, that's great. In most of the other countries I've been to, they're like, that's $4. <laughs> 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 and you just want it for free. Yes. Well, and but that, that right there is what's fundamentally... Um, okay, I was about to get off on my soapbox, but nope. I'm not going to get off my soapbox. Fundamentally we have broken. listeners from all over the world, but like a good 75% of them are from America. So you say nice things, okay? I'm not saying there's... I'm just saying we shouldn't, you know, you should get paid a minimum wage to work in the industry. I... We do get paid a minimum wage. It's $2.83 an hour. Yeah, that's not a minimum wage. <laughs> that's it's, not the actual... That is not the actual hashtag minimum field wage. Hashtag burn. Yeah. Um, tell me a little okay. more Sorry. about the beer Onward. now that you've had a whole glass of it. Do you still like it? Do, I think um, that the exhale and my the back of my throat is a little sour. As flavorful as it is, yeah. I actually find it's a little watery. Really? I don't know that I... I don't get that. that. Yeah. There wasn't... I don't know. It... it like it on the pours exhale, or and where? it tastes like a viscous, kind of stouty, thick. No, thing. I don't. But I don't know the the the, the uh, initial nose is that way. Right. But I don't get the mouthfeel exactly. that way. It's, I don't get stouty mouthfeel. Yeah. Um, but it smells to me like the the Sakuba or the Firestone, where it's got this conglomeration of flavors and events. Uh, and you it's just very said flavorful. that so that you could I know, segue into the next, the next beer. Um, <laughs> I know this up. man. Thanks for calling me out on set. it. So now it doesn't make any sense. Oh, it makes all the sense. Mm, I'm just going to edit you out. <laughs> <laughs> I doubt Not it. True. I doubt it. All right. So I like it. I I give it. I, I like it too. I don't love it. It was just the the finish oh, that I all of a sudden like in the nice. back of my throat. I was like, oh, it's it's just a little sour. If this were anyone except for Adroit Theory, I would think that this was an exceptional beer. But because you know they them only so make well. exceptional beers, I'm kind of like, eh. Well, now you're, hold, now you're holding them to a higher standard. I should, as this. should they. They do hold themselves we to a higher standard. We drink a lot of flippin' beers. So for us uh, to say this is our favorite brewery, and I don't want to speak for you, this is my favorite brewery, and I don't put my seal of approval on much. Uh, um, I agree. So I give I, this a solid B for a droid, yeah. can, or a solid A- minus for somebody else. Can, can yeah. I say, I think, that, I think for me at least, you were saying about, about disappearing in the back of your mouth. It, it's very big, and then I'm used to a lot of things that are that big initially kind of immediately dropping off in a kind of very thin way, whereas this, I, I felt like it kind of smoothly went to something. Hmm. You know what I mean? I, d- I don't see his point on watery at all. There's okay. nothing about the body or the mouthfeel of that that I felt was watery. Yeah. Um, Do we only have one of these? We have two. Thank God. Okay. I knew. I was just about to I say. I knew you wouldn't open it. <laughs> Only one. Is it in the fridge? No, no the no, other no, one no. is at home. Oh. So Sadie buried in the yard somewhere. <laughs> yeah. Oh. He, uh, it's too This is expensive. our Well, okay, I'm feeling good that he's now worried about the fact that I'm getting to drink something. No, no, this. I wasn't I wasn't worried about that for sure. No, not about that, but that it's going away. That you like it that much. That uh... So this is the Adroit Theory Black Heart Society exclusive, which came out I think it was the very last beer that we got. Uh, and it is called their first circle. Imperial. That makes you any happier. It's like nine and a half, ten months old, so it's been aged already. I know, I know, I know. It's their imperial anniversary ale. 
Uh, so this is their very first anniversary ale. Wow. Okay. And it is made. Like. It's got all things that you and I like. Forty percent of it is a porter. Nice. That's what I love. Okay. But not. That was sarcasm. Thirty percent of it is a brown ale. So that's what you love, uh, but not but really. But not. But not really. Not. Uh, 5% is the Love of the Damned, which we just drank. 15% is their Imperial Stout in bourbon barrels. And is that 10%, the bays? Yeah, the bays. We and have five more bays. I found them as I was looking for oh, these. Oh, fantastic. Okay. Is their uh, barley wine. So they went to Firestone Walker, or they being the owner, Mark. Which we, not that we introduced them to Firestone, but... We, we might have dropped the... the hint 17 times that we think that Firestone Walker is amazing and that their anniversary beers are so good. spot really on. Uh, and so after they went to Firestone Walker and experienced it firsthand, they said, that's what we're going to do. So the, f- nice. the full circle or first circle or whatever it is that it's called is the five other beers Blending. blended together. Ah. And so that's why it's so unique, and that's why it will age beautifully. What's the ABV? Now, what you need to, what what, what the people, you know, who are listening can't see is is that that Ian is fondling this thing like it's, well, I'm not sure exactly how I wanted this. So I'll be honest. No, I was going to go with something far far more sexual than that, Uh, but the way in which he's actually, you know. So we we brought (laughs) another Adroit Theory beer with us, which is actually an Imperial Pumpkin Ale, which is aged in rum barrels which we decided that we were going to save to match up with the Avery Rumpkin, which is another Imperial Pumpkin that is aged in rum barrels. Um, however, as soon as I really like started looking at this bottle, I decided that if this was the last one, <laughs> I was going to put this back in the fridge. <laughs> he wasn't going to open it. It was not going to give it. Mostly so, because okay. I want to age it. It's not because I don't no, no, want no, 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 podcast well, about it. That's, but uh, now we have something to compare it to. We can come yep. back and listen to this podcast. First off, it's not fresh. It is 10 months old. Secondly, we have another bottle, and in five years, they'll let us drink it. So it's good. Maybe. Um, I really just... Five is kind of a good number. But the... the, the, uh, the, the, the I mean, you, you really had to see the way in which he was... I, I've seen this he had man. This moment, he kept I, revisiting. It, no, like, I mean, I, 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 I mean I've it? seen him handle a large number of beers. I've never seen him fondle one <laughs> as though it were somehow. Oh, Chris, call there him out on go. it. Let's do it. Yeah, he's he's pouring all of it into his glass yeah. and none into ours. There you go. That's the. I am a generous pourer. Uh, uh, yeah. Uh huh. Uh huh. You may. He's have like, you can have all the hoppy quad you want. You can have all the hoppy quad you <laughs> want. More quad. Whoa, more quad for you. Like whoa. Oh, I'm excited. Oh my! Doesn't that smell amazing? So, also, I don't know what random holidays you have off at the university, but we need to go to Virginia. Damn it! Yeah. Okay. You would like this brewery. Yeah, it's really just I, like I, in sure a warehouse with the sliding door. Nice. Uh, and then with all a their view brew on. Equipment. No, it's a brew on to, or a view a, a view of the brew. Uh, okay. Just onto like a gravel okay. parking lot. Okay. Well, that sounds nice. They're good at what they do. Ambiance might not be That's It's the beer, man. So I've actually been to a fair number of of whiskey distilleries, and you think to yourself, well, oh, they're all going to be in really incredibly cute places. And some of them are and some of them aren't, but most of them have a view of the parking lot. And that's, you know, what you you kind of get. Got to get there somehow. Yeah. Yeah. I hope you love it. I hope I love um, it, too. It's not as... So it's dark to pour, but then when I look at it, it's actually a little more brown and a little less black than well, I was expecting. Well, yeah, I mean, it's more With the brown and ale and the porter, that makes sense. 
Uh, pretty rich and roasty. There's a lot going on there. Complex mm. for sure. There's almost like a um, like a sour coffee. Well, that's what uh-huh. I was going to say. At the very end, there's a sour, a very significant sour note. I thought not a, not like a something's gone bad way. No, 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 no. Like, like a Belgian sour. Not in a Brett way either. No, no, not a Brettanomyces. Interesting. I thought it would be a little richer and heavier. I'm not sad that it's not that. Does that make sense? I think a lot of that is because most of the anniversary ales we have do tend to go that way. I think if it were 40% Bays and 30% of the barley wine, it right. would be Definitely. a much different right. Flavor profile. Right, yeah. But those are really just, the backbone of this is the porter and the... Uh, brown. The brown. The brown. Um, yes. Which is not those heavy, dark Imperial no. Stout. But I will say, which as you already pointed out, I don't... I'm not a brown ale fan, but this is nice. This this well, balances thirty percent brown ale. There's a lot of other things happening. Well, that's it. just it. it. It certainly balances out what I think of as the 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 ugliness of of brown ales. Now, why I think <laughs> I love this man. Can brown ales are ugly. I don't know, but they are. They're I horrible. well, I, I you know, it's one of those things. I try and try and try to get over my dislike of brown ales, and everyone's like, "Oh, you need at, at to some have." Some point, you just have to. Embrace the fact that I don't, don't like, like brown it. ale. Yeah. That's how I feel, though. There's certain things that I... I love cheese. Yeah? I hate Swiss cheese. Well, it that's okay. Matter. You can throw me every I stinky, funky... I don't understand Swiss cheese. I think it's not awful. Yeah. Like, you can throw me the head cheese and, mm, like, any number cheese. of other, like, very traumatic things, and I enjoy them. But you give me Swiss cheese, I'm like, bleh. See, I like Swiss cheese. But then again, I like all the other cheese, too. So. I'm okay with Swiss cheese when it's melted. Melted! But, like, it's Swiss softer cheese than... on, like a, like, a stupid sandwich, I'm just kind of like, this cheese adds nothing. I made the joke. So, um... I went to a work event, and this isn't going to be funny to anyone but me. So we often say at work that if you don't do events, you shouldn't do events. Which means that <laughs> if you're Important not a person tip. who yeah, knows not your thing. how to do an event, please God, for the sake of the rest of us, don't try to <laughs> do an event. For the love of God, don't sense? do this. Yeah. All right. So uh, unlike your work and where you go out to eat, I'm going to try to use some degree of anonymity. Oh. Um, I'm sorry. Was I was I indiscreet? No, oh. I'm just going to say. She just I, want to I want oh. to discuss an elected official, and therefore I would rather. Oh do it. yes, well you right. definitely should. Have, you should be discreet. A then, little by bit all of means. anonymity. Tact. So um, tact. I no, went. Discreet, yes. I look, guys. I have like one tact point for six months. So and this <laughs> I'm is it. Use it this right is now. it. You're using it. That's um, good. I went to a job fair that this elected official threw, uh, and I'm not going to be too very direct about how or where or when, but it was at the New Victory location in Parksburg. Oh, there you go. Uh, which is great because it's a big, beautiful space. Um, it's not too far from anything except, like, public transit. That would have been nice if it was a little closer, but whatever. Um, it was four and a half, five hours long. We got no information in advance. We didn't know when we were supposed to show up. We didn't know what we were supposed to bring. We didn't know how big the table was. So we it was well know. organized. Right. <laughs> well, then we were there for all of two hours. You'll figure it out when you get here. It'll we were there be. for two hours before I heard someone say, where's lunch? And they're like, there is no lunch. I'm like, but we're here from like 11 to 5. How is there no lunch? They said, well, Victory's not open yet, so we couldn't bring you lunch. They said, oh, hers is over in the corner. They brought chips. Go eat some chips. Right? <laughs> 
I was laughing joking, so hard because okay. I work in nonprofit, and so I said to my boss, "Like, is this a moment where I'm allowed to actually swipe my company company card and say, yeah. buy me lunch? Gosh darn it! Like, <laughs> I think that there, you know, I was at a work event and there was no lunch. I so, think that's true at that point. Two three weeks later, I'm at the same elected officials. Like, I'm trying, trying. Yes. Same elected officials um, fundraiser event, I mean, but this event. time yes. it was for seniors. And I made the joke to my boss before I left. I said, if it's as terrible as last time, may I go out and, on the company's dime? And he said, yes, God, please don't do that to yourself again. Next time, go Get out some and swipe lunch. it. Great. Seek forgiveness, not permission. You should have done it the first time. Yes. Maybe. Probably true. Again, we're nonprofit. So, you know, that $40 might have been the, the plus or minus on the budget. You know, if you so, yeah, but you could have. You could have. Shock because you're. But uh, you could have pulled 40 bucks out of your pocket and yeah, after the fact. So, so right. I was delighted when I saw the parade of lunch come in i texted my boss and i was like you're never gonna believe it they brought lunch for the seniors <laughs> tuna sandwiches with swiss cheese that's what they brought <laughs> they brought like 300 tuna sandwiches with swiss cheese i was like you're terrible at this why do you do events well, also how are you gonna be a politician that uh, sucks at events well maybe 80 year old women love tuna maybe. sandwiches with swiss cheese i just could not figure out for the life of me why anybody I would, so, have, I would have said that nothing showed up and gone out in the company that many. That probably would have been the right... Well, if I hadn't already said, woohoo, lunch is here before I saw lunch. Well, that, that would, would have been, been the, like, they brought me... I don't eat fish, so... Yeah, there you go. So, when I was back, th- this, is, this is not related to the political thing or the fundraising thing. I don't even like but talking it's related, about politics. It, but but, but it's, related the Swiss, it's related to the Swiss, Swiss cheese, cheese thing. incident. Uh, so, when I was in grad school, I discovered that, uh, that Swiss cheese... And ham, so grilled ham and cheese, you, I really liked grilled ham and cheese with Swiss cheese. I thought this is really brilliant, you know. So I got hooked on that. And for if somebody said, oh, ham and cheese, I'm like, oh, do you have some Jarlsberg? you have some Swiss cheese? You get something to put in there. Uh, so many years go by, I wind up in Scotland, and I, it, because everybody in Scotland has the grilled ham and cheese, it's cheddar. You, there's cheddar. no there's no option. You get cheddar with your you, the, the grilled ham and cheeses with cheddar. I'm like, well, do you have any Swiss? And they're just looking at me like I'm some which is know, really awesome Martian, yeah. right? I mean, I'm like, what what what? Why would Americans want Swiss cheese? They don't even know. Honest it could God, be worse. You could have said, do you have any white American or no, yellow American they, they, cheese? They, they honest to God don't know what Swiss cheese is. They have no idea. You say Swiss cheese, and they just look at you funny. You say Jarlsberg, you say, oh, Jarlsberg, yeah, it's one of them, you know, European cheese. One of them continental Let cheese. Let me go dig it out of the back of the Yeah, fridge. no, 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 we don't have that. We have cheddar, thank you very much. And I discovered the joys of having cheddar on my ham and cheese. I'm which having like a I, true cheddar. You know, oh, yeah. So no, it's true. It's true. Just incredible. It's changed, so changed my way of thinking about ham and cheese, but that was, you know. Yeah. With a little mustard? Oh, yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Like and the thing about the UK little, is... A little French mustard. Yes, yeah. they've got that nice... The grainy stuff. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. That's what I bring home mostly in my luggage is proper Condiments. mustard. Yes. It's hey, so much better. if anyone gets any little tiny condiment things in their travels... Yes. Yeah? I need bring them home to I you? I have honey yes. and okay. I have um, the whole grain mustard. Mustards, jellies... Honeys. These are very eat common. Jellies, so I don't bring ketchup jellies. mostly. But no, like but see the else. jellies. You don't the want jellies ketchup. you can do. No, I'm dead serious right now. The jellies you I'll can do. But if you put ketchup on ever in your whole I'll tell you about it later. 
Oh. He's got a whole plan for these things or something. He likes to it's fondle the vent. bottle of adroit beer yeah, and then some know. ketchup then with his pinky. Something. I don't, don't want to know. Weird. I don't want to know. It's getting, oh, that's gross. I don't want to know. Right. TMI, TMI. Uh, oh, so I had one more thing that I that I kind of saved up. I threatened you with this one. Which That's is, true. I'm dying. I threatened you, you, I threatened you with this, this story about he how says, much. He says I threatened you with a smile on his face. How, how how much I was it was I was. So did Ted Bundy. Yeah. Well, there's that's just it. Uh, so at at uh, about three thirty today. Now, I I've already said I'm on the faculty at Drexel. I uh, I and I I won't embarrass this individual by telling you which uh, American government funding agency this particular individual works for, but I know someone who works for one of the big funding agencies, and uh, normally, you know, if you're a lowly uh, professor like myself, when someone who works at one of the funding agencies calls and says, hey, you want to grab a beer, you drop everything because... They work at the funding agency. This is where the money comes from. So, so the you, right answer isn't, well, what kind of beer? What kind? It's not what kind of beer. It's, oh, hey, I'll my... I'll see you in 15. Hey, <laughs> hey, hey, my friends have a podcast that I'm doing. No, it's... <laughs> you know. So at 4.30, he says to me, oh, hey, I'm coming in on the 5.30 train. You want to grab dinner? And I'm like, ah, I can't. I'm doing, I'm doing this podcast with my friends. I'm sorry. I, I know... And I rescheduled. At that moment, we don't have to be your friends. We could be something really Business prestigious. It, it yes. could be. It could be. There's We're these really cool celebrities that but, need but my. You'll be, but you'll be happy to know, I did give, give him the link to the podcast and said because he's a big beer fan. All right. So I knew he would. I knew he'd appreciate it, and I, I gave him the link and I said, you know. Hey, send it around Washington. So we'll, we'll <laughs> what you're saying is, I wasn't just blowing you off. This is an actual thing. It's an actual thing. They have a real web page and everything. And there will be a proof whole that this happened on right. what October 21st, second, second. second. It's the day after Back to the Future Day. That's how right. I know that. Okay. So also, I have yeah. My so if he, today. so if he looks for the webcast from the 22nd, he will yeah. find this and he'll hear my. See, I'm still worried. That one of these days my students are actually going to recognize my voice. They're going to find this because they all love beer or something. And they're going to find... And they're going to... Hey, I know that guy. He used to teach me... But maybe. We'll so see. Who knows? They'll, be, they'll maybe, probably be impressed. Maybe, they probably will if I'm lucky. That'll be... I started to tell your wife the story and I didn't get through it. So my apologies if Sounds I have like to retell it later. Last week... You could invite him out to dinner tonight with us. That's true. I already invited him. Oh, okay. I already invited him. He's he's got. You're you know, kind of charming. You no, know, I, mean, I know. He's but he's got family and you know he's in town and so. So that's last why he week back. I was meeting with Cook, uh, which is it's Marie Claire, uh, Philadelphia Claire. magazine. Audrey Claire, thank you. Marie Claire is like fashion or something. Yeah, something. Or something. That's, or something. That's exactly why I don't know the difference. But yes, it's Audrey Claire it's Cook. Uh, they are sponsored by Philadelphia magazine. Uh, Ian and I will be teaching a class there on the 4th of December uh, on holiday entertaining and how you can, you know, your kick it up a notch and why, you know, beer is a great thing. It doesn't have to be all cocktails or wine. Uh, but I got there before anyone else that I knew and I was meeting with the executive director of Cook and she grilled me so hard on, well, I'm sorry, but uh, where did you get your culinary experience and where's your degree from and what... And I mean, I was sweating like nobody's business. And I had just walked from 
suburban station, so I was already sweating. So you know, add it, add to it. As you do. And I was like, "What's going on? Does she regret hiring me? Like, I'm not sure what's happening." Uh, and finally, she coughs, and she goes, "I'm sorry. I kind of got the plague when I went to the Ren Fair this weekend." And I said, "Ren Fair? Which Ren Fair?" She goes, the "Pennsylvania Renaissance Fair. It's kind of far from here." I was like, "I work there." She goes, "Oh God." You're the fucking beer mistress, aren't you? And I said, yeah. Uh oh. Quotes. Uh-oh. It's in quotes. That's Does that what mean she I get to leave it me. in? Yeah, you can leave it in. I'm leaving it in. <laughs> I said, yes. So she goes, that's where I know you from. That's why she was asking me all these questions. She was trying to figure out where around the city she knew she me from. She didn't know you. She and knew you, and she didn't know. A Tuesday, and she had what clicked. She's like, okay, shut up. You know what you're doing. All of I don't sudden, have to worry about you anymore. Because she said, <laughs> Some chefs are super talented, but they have no personality. You know, you put them in front of people and they get really nervous. They get really quiet or mumbly or whatever. She's like, shut up. You and Ian are great. This is going to be awesome. <laughs> I was um, like when we went to the, uh, the Landmark Americana. Yes. With, uh, did we tell that story already? No, go for it. Uh, there was a, a number of uh, bar patrons and bar workers who showed up to one of their Ren Fairs. Uh, Liberty and, Union? I don't remember. I get the name wrong every time. Yeah, Go on. Uh, but they they all worked or went to a local bar very often, and the bar manager set up this trip to the Renaissance Fair. They came on the the pub crawl. Uh, they had a blast, and we kind of found out where they worked, and so we just kind of moseyed into their workplace one night and just sat down at the bar. Not we in didn't costume. Say anything. No, definitely nope. not in costume. Uh, I think we had had a night out of work, and we were just looking for a bite to eat, and so we're sitting there. The, the guy who organized it all, he comes up to us and he's like, hey, what can I get for you? And like, we start talking and then like, he just kind of looks at us and he's like, you're the guy from the rent fair. <laughs> <laughs> and he was like, he was just so thrilled. And then like one by one, the staff was all kind of like, it was great. It was very funny. We were like real people for a hot second. It was great. It was fun. But thank you, Chris. I hope that even though you turned down that Amazing opportunity that the beers yeah. were worth did your you while. Know, oh, no. Do you know where he was going to dinner? Or did it not? Could we just show oh, up? Oh, it wouldn't have mattered. Oh, okay. It wouldn't have mattered. No, I know, but like... I'm, I'm no, sure I have really no idea where he was... It, we would have gone anywhere. I mean, I know, I've known him from way back, and we're... I'll do dinner with him some other time, but, you know, normally it would be one of those, yes, you drop what you're doing. Right. Because no it's going to be a good dinner. His facial well, not hair that. is not it's as not, epic yeah. as yours, so you win. You don't know that. I do. I know how well, epic yours is. Government. That's true. Not a lot of beards in government. Guys, so we're he almost likes into beer. the winter season. It's true. Um, if you want to book anything with us, I hate Better to say it, up. but yeah, we're kind of, gosh, we're slammed in all of the best ways, I guess. Uh, um, an embarrassment of riches. Yes. We're busy, and we like it. But if you want to squeeze in a beer dinner, I hope that Thursdays sound great to you. Uh, so check us out at dashingrogue.com. And I am on Twitter at beermistress. I'm on Twitter at dashing underscore rogue. And you can always find Mr. Chris wandering around the Drexel campus. Roaming. On elevators. Frequently, frequently in December, I wear a, a rather fetching hat this that is, uh, is recognizable. Furry. Furry. A recognizable furry hat. Uh, That's only in December. So We're looking forward to the holiday season with you guys and uh, telling lots of stories about the really ridiculous... Uh, beer pairing dinners that we hope to host. Uh, I'll see you next time. This is Shannon, your beer mistress. The professor. And Mr. Chris. See you then.